Hi everyone and welcome back to the Dan Draper podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, Today's guest is an absolute inspiration for everybody who um, has had mental health struggles and the incredible work this organisation is doing. So I'm really honoured to have them on. Um, Before we get into that, you can find me on Instagram at the Dan Draper podcast. You can find me on Twitter at the Draper podcast. Facebook, The Dan Draper Podcast, and if you'd like to get involved with the show, please feel free to email me on thedandraperpodcast at gmail.com. So, Heather, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hello, everyone. My name is Heather, and I'm the team manager of the Hestia Recovery Cafe in Tooting Broadway. Perfect. And thank you so much again for coming on. It's uh, It's been an absolute pleasure coming around and seeing what the incredible work that you guys are doing at the moment. So um, yeah, let's let's talk about the uh, the Recovery Cafe and what it is that you guys are, are doing here as well. Sure, Dan. And thank you for having me on the podcast. So the Recovery Cafe is an out-of-hours mental health crisis service. And we serve as an alternative to A&E. So anyone who is struggling with their mental health or experiencing a crisis is welcome to come to our service to receive emotional support from one of our experienced staff members. We are an open access service. So that means you do not require an appointment to come in and see us. And we work with the five Southwest London boroughs, which are Wandsworth, Merton, Kingston, Richmond, and Sutton. Yeah, and it's, as I said, I've, I've been here, you was very gracious enough to give me the tour around, and it is such an incredible facility, so thank you so much. So what is it that you're doing within uh, your role here at Hestia? So... I'm the team manager and I manage uh, a staff team of five senior recovery workers. Uh, So I oversee the daily running of the service and I supervise the senior recovery workers. I liaise with external agencies and I also help the senior recovery workers manage a team of dedicated volunteers. Amazing. And what is it that got you into mental health? Was it it something with your own personal experiences or was it something that you just had a a passion for? Where where did your sort of mental health journey start, do you think? Well, I guess it's a combination of things. So I've had quite a few people close to me who have uh, struggled with their mental health. And when I was in high school, I took a psychology course And I just found it very intriguing and engaging. And I could just really empathize with people who were struggling um, internally. And I just always wanted to to give back and support people uh, with with their struggles as as best I could. Um, And yeah, like I said before, I I studied psychology and I, I just found it really intriguing and engaging. So I decided to pursue a career in in mental health and I found it to be a very rewarding career and I've I've learned so much along the way and I've met some really incredible people. So yeah. Amazing. And um, in terms of Hestia itself, you know, let's talk a bit about, um, you know, who you guys are and, and what you're doing uh, because as I said it's it's incredible work that you're doing here so let's talk about the the charity itself how long has Hestia been running um, specifically in Tootin? 
Okay, well, Hestia, the charity, was established in 1970. So in 2020, we're celebrating our 50th anniversary. Uh, Hestia supports uh, a wide range of people in crisis. Uh, so we work with people who have mental health needs, um, substance use needs, uh, women and children fleeing uh, domestic abuse. Uh, we have some older people services, um, so some young people services. So Hestia does offer support to a wide, wide range of people across London and outside of London. Uh, here in Tooting, the Recovery Cafe was first established in April 2017, uh, and we were commissioned by the NHS. So we've been operating now for roughly three and a half years. Oh, amazing. And I've uh, I've lived, well, I lived in Tooting for two and a half years, and I used to come past all the time. And it's such a such a beautiful building that I never I never really saw it and when I until I got on the bus one day I went that's where it is that is so nice yeah it, it is quite a nice building and when you're on the outside you, you don't realize how large it is actually so you come inside and most people are quite surprised because you walk in and it the building just keeps going and going yeah. <laughs> but we're really lucky because it, it's a great space um, and we have different rooms uh we have an it suite where people can use the computer we have a, a kind of quiet sensory room where people can just go and chill out we've got a, a private room where we have one-to-ones and then we have quite a large hall where we can carry out activities and people can sit at tables and have something to drink and socialize a bit mm. And one of the things that um, that I found fantastic here before, when we when we uh, spoke beforehand, and you you were you gave me the tour around, was the the guys can come in and get some food as well, and they get some you know the hot meals and everything like that, which is an incredible service because if someone is struggling and they you know they're not able to get the food for themselves, or if they're you know where they're where their heads are at the time they may not be able to think about food in that way then I think that it's a huge huge bonus so I I'm honestly in awe of everything that you guys are doing here oh thank you so much <laughs> how have you seen the service running differently during COVID and you know the times of service as well okay so the times of the service remain the same uh so we're open Monday to Sunday However, Monday to Friday, we're open in the evenings from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then Saturday, Sunday and bank holidays were open a little bit longer from 12 p.m. to 11 p.m. So during COVID, uh, since March, we have changed our service provision. So we are no longer uh, cooking any food um, just for health and safety reasons. Um, we also limit the number of people that we're allowed to have in the building. So at the moment, we can only have up to five customers in the building at once. And in terms of peer support and socializing, we do ask people to only come in if, if they are really struggling or in a crisis, um, just so that enough people can come in throughout the times that we're open and receive support. 
Um, and we're also not running any group activities at the moment. However, we do have some of our dedicated volunteers coming in a few times a week and offering one-to-one sessions such as art therapy, guitar lessons, and creative writing. We do have a waiting list for these activities at the moment, so people can either come in and see us or they can phone us up and request to be added to the waiting list. And I, that's amazing. And I remember seeing the, um, the area that you were talking there about music before, and as a musician, I got a bit excited about it. And uh, yeah, I can just imagine that, you know, hopefully when covid kind of calms down a bit and we're able to get back to some sense of real normality or you know everyone's talking about the new normal um but yeah once we can get back to some sort of normality i really do hope that those facilities come back because for me i think music is such a a big part of not only recovery but it just gets people engaged a lot Mm. um and yeah i really hope that uh, you know all of the facilities and all of the programs that you guys are running here will be back up and running sooner rather than later (laughs) yeah me too I mean uh, before lockdown our service was running a bit differently so we could have up to 25 people in the building at once which which is quite a change now um, because we can only have five at the moment Um, and we we did uh, emphasize peer support uh, before lockdown, so a lot of people would would come in and 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 use the cafe as as a social space and a safe space to to meet other people and and build um, you know those supportive relationships. Um, however, that's that's not really happening at the moment because of COVID, um, because you know we want to be able to uh, safely distance ourselves between one another. Um, and also, uh, before lockdown, we were preparing hot meals every single day um, for an affordable price. Um, and as I said before, we're, we're not doing that at the moment. And we were also running group activities on a daily basis. Um, so before lockdown, we had uh, yoga guided meditation, creative writing, well-being sessions, uh, qigong um, karaoke, we had movie nights as well. So we had, uh, an activities timetable that, that was, that was quite, um, extensive. Um, and unfortunately right now we can't do that, but you know, hopefully once things, um, you know, go back to, to, to normal, um, hopefully in, in, in the not too distant future, uh, we can, we can start slowly, um, integrating, you know, the, the previous service model. Yeah. And fingers crossed that sooner rather than later, like we said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one thing that I wanted to ask, um, you know, in terms of the clients and customers that you have here, um, have you seen an increase during, during COVID? I know that we were talking about the reduced capacity there a minute ago, but in terms of, you know, whether it's inquiries or people coming through, have you seen an increase or has it been kind of just a, a similar amount of people coming through the door? Well, I would say um, at the start of the lockdown, uh, we we saw less people. Um, however, uh, another sort of change that we made to the service at the start of lockdown was that we were offering telephone support. Um, 
so normally we we wouldn't really um you know, encourage telephone support. We, we would always, if someone phoned in, we would always encourage them to come in and see us. Uh, however, because of the reduced capacity, um, we have changed a little bit and we've offered telephone support, especially to people who may not want to leave their house or maybe they're shielding. Um, so we have seen an increase in telephone calls. Um, so you know, people will call in in crisis and sometimes the staff here will be on the phone for, you know, quite a while supporting someone over the telephone, um, trying to deescalate and, um, you know, uh, support the person to, to feel, uh, calmer and, and, and safe. Um, and yeah, so, uh, we have seen a decrease in the number of people, uh, accessing the service. Uh, however, I think I think now at the moment we're seeing a slight increase in in people either returning to the service or accessing the service for the first time. Yeah, and I can only imagine that with a lot of um, you know the customers and clients, you know what um, with the confusion that's going on around a lot of the you know, what the government is saying at the moment and people still trying to get their heads around it. I, I, I can only imagine that it's, you know, a lot tougher for people who are suffering with these struggles to then comprehend that, what, you know, what's able to be done and what can't be done. And I think that it's, again, I, I can only just sing your guys' praises that, you know, when that there is somebody for people who are struggling like yourselves that are able to provide a bit of clarity and provide a bit of, normality into into their life as well yeah definitely um so just just for people to understand what we do offer if anyone feels that they could benefit from our support or if they know anyone who would benefit from the service so um we offer emotional support so we're a safe space where people can talk through their feelings and also discuss, you know, what what led led them to to the situation that they're in. Um, we also do safety planning, and um, this is like a practical plan of how to keep safe. Um, and it also includes um, services and other people that that they can contact for support when when the recovery cafe isn't open. Um, it also includes relaxation techniques distraction techniques and signposting information um, and as I said earlier we also offer one-to-one activities such as art therapy guitar lessons and creative writing uh, these activities are facilitated by our volunteers uh, who have all been with us for roughly three years um, so they're all very dedicated volunteers um, and we also work in partnership with the local home treatment team. Um, so they're a, a crisis team and they offer support to people with acute mental health needs. So we can contact the home treatment team for support and guidance if we do have uh, concerns about someone's mental health that we don't feel we can um, sort of support and contain here within the team. Um, and we also do a lot of signposting to other services in the community, as well as online and digital services. 
which could include counseling, housing advice, advocacy, floating support, um, and any other kind of support service in the community that might be able to meet people's needs outside of the cafe. Um, and as I said earlier, we're also offering telephone support to people who feel, you know, that they're not able to make it in or perhaps they're, they're still shielding. Um, uh, we're also doing weekly well-being calls to people who, who would like some more regular contact from us. Perfect. And yeah, you've uh, nicely answered the next question. So that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so where is it that people are able to, to find your services? Obviously, um, you know, we've got the, the Tootin branch here. So obviously we can get the location of that. That'd be great. But yeah, where, where are, able, um, are people to come and, you know, either use the services or have a chat? How can they get in contact? Okay, so online People can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn under Hestia Charity. Uh, we're also on Twitter at Hestia1970. Also, you can find us on our website, which is www.hestia.org. And our address is 966 Garrett Lane, which is a two-minute walk from Tooting Broadway Station, and our telephone number is zero seven seven nine four three nine four nine two zero. Perfect, brilliant, Heather. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really do appreciate. It. And again, I I'm really excited about what um, you guys are going to be doing in the future post lockdown um and that we can get sort of things back to normal again and as i said i'd love to come in and i'd love to support in any way that i can uh in the future with you perfect thank you so much for having me it's been great chatting with you dan thank you guys that was heather from hestia um please check them out they are an incredible incredible organization that's really doing so much for mental health um at the moment so yeah i will link everything um on social media i will put it in the episode description um speaking of social media you can find me on instagram at the dan draper podcast you can find me on twitter at d draper podcast facebook the dan draper podcast and again as i said at the top of the show if you'd like to get involved with the show and you'd love to come on like heather and the previous guests uh then email me on the dan draper podcast at gmail.com I'm really looking forward to, uh, to working with Hester in the future and let's, uh, let's keep releasing the stigma, guys. Let's keep going. Thank you so much and see you again soon.